Bada boom, realest one in the room. How you doing? You're talking to Zoe. And right now, I am live and in color with Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome one more time to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. And this is the first official show of 2022. Hallelujah, we made it through another year. Hope everyone had a very happy new year. Wolfie, I hope you had an awesome new year. How you doing, buddy? Uh, Christmas, man. I'm just, I can't believe, I want to thank you, man, for coming to me and uh, wanting to do this show. We had a great 2021. We've got a lot of uh, listeners. Uh, and now we're into the new year. We're doing some other things. And thank you, Jimmy. You're the mastermind behind Live in Color with Wolfie D. Oh, man. Well, thank you for saying that. As always, I really appreciate you saying yes, man. I mean, folks, just to give you a picture, I thought about this for a couple months. And I was like, I don't know if he would do it. Finally, I got the guts to call him. And I was driving to pick up my son. And I was calling him. And I I spit it out. I was like, hey, dude, let's start a podcast. And then I started going into all the reasons that you should do it. And I missed the fact that you said, let's do it. <laughs> when you called me and uh, like kind of laid it out there to me of, hey, man, you you got a story to tell. You know, awesome, man. I, I appreciate you. It was a... Uh, it started a little something, and I'm, and I'm glad that you did call me, and I, I appreciate you. I really do, man. Well, I mean, thank you for saying that. Likewise, brother, we don't have a live and in color without Wolfie D, and so, you know, keep that in mind. You know, it's open doors for you. It's open doors for me. The upcoming Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling podcast. I mean, honestly, we've got so many cool things in the works. I know you have some new convention signings coming up in the new year. Doing big things over here at Camp Wolfie D. So today's show, being that it's a new year, I kind of wanted to take an element of comedy here. So this show is truly supposed to be totally funny. No one should take this serious. I'm not saying that Wolfie or PG-13 or JCI or Jamie did any of these things. What? I am saying these as totally comedy for it to hopefully elicit a response from Wolfie that will be funny for the show. So that being said, today's show, <laughs> today's show is the Ten Commandments of being a good tag team partner. I'm the best tag team partner you could ever have. So we'll go in with that. Yeah. You're my tag team partner. That's- yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, and thank you for saying that because that's like, that's a huge deal. I never thought I would be anybody's tag team partner. So, so that being said, <laughs> that being said, this came from the Talking Shop podcast. The original line was 10 Commandments of Being a Good Brother, which their tag team is called the Good Brothers. I did modify these slightly, but in no way that they would be unrecognizable to the Good Brothers. So let's start with number 10. Are you ready? I am absolutely ready. Okay. Now, 
This does not have to mean PG-13 did this, but if you have a story that works with this from even someone you know, again, you can keep the names to protect the guilty, that kind of thing, too, okay? They're innocent. <laughs> yeah, either way, however you want to say it. <laughs> we'll protect them. Yeah, yeah, we'll protect them. Guilty or innocent. So, all right, so number 10, do not let your partner snort or smoke unknown things before a match. Anything pop up from that, Wolfie? Well, man, that's a hard one because uh, I've had a couple of partners, uh, maybe more than a couple, that uh, maybe have done those things and, and maybe me too. So <laughs> if they are capable of going out there and still performing, I don't give a fuck what you do. I really don't. I really don't care what okay. you do in your life or whatever. If you could still right. go out there and perform, because I've been a part of a number of matches where my opponents, myself, other things like that still went well. And I knew that unnamed opponent, partner, whatever, could still perform. But if you get two out there, let's not do that. Don't let your partner do that. Okay, so beautiful. So what we're going to do is modify this one a bit. So via Wolfie with the Ten Commandment tablets here, Wolfie says, do let your partner do those things as long as they can perform. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. In the wrestling business, man, doesn't. I've said this before. I know I know the business is different now and stuff like that, but back then, as long as you could do, because there's plenty, plenty of stories of, I mean, guys before me that would, I mean, their M.O. was, you know, they might be a little uh, jacked up before they came to the ring, but if you can still do what you do, it's like riding a bicycle. It was for me. It's right. like riding a bicycle. Once I learned to ride that bicycle, I can pretty much ride it no matter what. But, yeah, if you can go out there and draw money, I had people tell me before, damn, uh, and I'm not going to say no names again. You know, I usually sure. uh, will not uh, throw names and you know, say who said what and blah, blah, blah. But I've had people tell me, man, Wolfie, you were fucked up. But dang, that was a great match. So I'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Hey, you stooged yourself out. So, hey, there we go. I guess. I love it. I guess. You're not going to be disrespectful. So so number 10, do let your partner, uh, as long as they can keep themselves straight in the match. All right, number nine, and this one actually could be number one, but this was listed as number nine. Don't stooge on them or the boy. And I think that's just an unwritten, important rule all around. Uh, absolutely, man. And again, this goes back to earlier days. Now you see people, man, they stooge on everybody. And they put it on social media and they do this and that. I've always been one to believe I'm not going to stooge on the guys, man. I'm not. I'm not going to stooge on my friends, even my enemies. I'm not going to stooge on them, especially nowadays. You just can't do it because they get ripped off. But, yeah, right. protect the guys. Protect your friends, even if they're not really your friends, unless they've done something personal to you, then, man, take care of the guys, man. 
Yeah. And I think that should just be a rule for everybody in the world. Now, that's wrestler talk. Stooge is essentially narc or, or be a Karen right. or just run your mouth unnecessarily. So don't stooge exactly. on people. You know, mind your own business. I think that's a good rule for everybody, you know? I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that one's good there. So number eight. Now this one's funny. Try to get the marks to buy you food and drinks. So, <laughs> man, I'll tell you, man, back in the day, man, the fans, the marks, whatever you want to call them. I, and the, to me, there's a little bit of difference in just a fan and then the marks. And then we, we also back in the day had a, uh, a word called a sponsor and then there were rats yeah. and so a sponsor would do things for you the rats right. are the ones that you know sexually whatever but sponsors would do things for you place stay buy you a hotel room all that kind of stuff so yeah i i agree with that man you you got to uh and it's not that you're using people it's just that you know they wanted to be a part of it and we let them in and uh so for whatever reason we use them for that but Man, I, I and then just the plain fans. I appreciate the fans, the sponsors, and the rats. Man, they made it all fun. <laughs> exactly. I mean, every element of those three. And I have no disrespect yeah. when I, you know, those words or whatever. You know, we talked about this before. I, I have no disrespect for any of those words. None of them. None yeah. of them. Right. Right. They're fans that I loved. There's marks that I loved, and there's rats that I loved. And, you yeah. know, so this is no disrespect. It was just kind of a, a category that you put things in. Uh, and sponsors, right. I forgot that one. I, I had no disrespect for any of them, you know. Right. Most of them right. I loved. The stuff. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live It In Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. So the next one, this one is interesting because I got to ask you about this one. Try to get the marks to buy your gear. Now, I think what they mean is after you've worn it and you're done with it, try to get them to buy the gear. So you're selling your gear to fans. Now, also, I've heard of this to where fans have bought the guy's gear for them to wear. So anyway, let me shut up and you talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're saying that people are buying 
shit to, to put on and walk around their house? Is that the deal? Or maybe just to keep and preserve. I don't know. But basically, they're they're buying people's gear, you know. Oh, you get that, you know, NFL and stuff. Oh, Hell, sure. the players do that with each other now, you know. After a right. game, right. hey. Give me your jersey, whatever. Uh, and and collectors of uh, that are fans of wrestling, uh, they want stuff that uh, has been in the ring. And oh, this was worn by so and so in this certain match, and blah blah blah. I mean, I get that. I just, right. I mean, personally, and I don't mean this in any 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 disrespect, but I've just never been that big of a fan of anything where I would pay for stuff like that. But I do understand it. I mean, if I really thought there's probably a couple of people in my mind, you know, movie stars uh, or something like that, where, man, okay, Kiss comes up for me. Kiss comes up for me. Uh, Met Ace Fraley, had a picture with him. Man, if I could have Ace Fraley's boots signed, yeah, I'd probably pay for that. It'd be awesome. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I don't know. In general, for me... I don't know, maybe back in the day when I was a little kid, I would have loved to have had a signed Road Warrior shoulder pad or something like that. So I do get it. I get it, but uh, yeah. today yeah. I don't. But, but it's, it, yeah, I do get it. I should probably rephrase that a little bit. I get it. Right. Well, so let me ask you this. So do you have every piece of gear that you wore from the beginning? Oh, absolutely not. I don't have hardly anything left. I have sold a lot of my stuff to people who we're talking about right now. Uh, most recently, exactly. my, that's my point. The uh, red outfit with the hubcap sold on a uh, an auction thing. And no, I just I just don't have everything uh, anymore. Yeah, so that was my point, basically. <laughs> Through yeah. the years, you've probably sold quite a bit of it to the fans, so, which is cool, man. You know, you can't take that. Some of it, I just anyway. uh, bitter uh, old ladies that would throw it in the trash. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. So, you know, I remember you talking, like, coming up, the WCW episodes, I remember – you were talking about how you guys had really only one set of gear and you were like, don't let Kevin Nash free paint this. Is that kind of the situation y'all were in because you had one set of gear at that point because you had sold most of it or bitter old ladies well, it taking just, it over? Okay, Kevin Nash was getting paid fucking a lot of money. And me and Jamie, yeah. uh, we did contract and we were getting you know, our little money every uh, time we'd appear. We didn't have a contract right. or nothing like that. And, yes, if I remember correctly, we probably only had, you know, a couple of different outfits or something like that. And, now, motherfucker, you ain't going to spray paint my shit and me have to be done with it then because unless yeah. you want to buy me another yeah. pair. It was right. cool to me. And, and, and yeah. honestly, I was the one that uh, – kind of debated that i i went to jeff jarrett and i said i said hey man they're gonna spray paint our shit and we can't use it no more i said you know unless you guys want to pay for and not that the shorts cost that much but it did cost to get them get the color you wanted uh because denim shorts you know you go to the mall what do you what are you looking at denim right. blue right it's hard right. to get like red pair or a blue pair or something like that when we first started this. So it was hard oh, to replace sure. that. 
and then get somebody to, you know, embroider the, the words on it and all that kind of stuff. So it was like, this, this is not a cheap deal, man. And no, you ain't fucking up my shit. So I went to Jeff and I said, oh, man, I said, you tell them they can spring paint my back, whatever. But right. don't spray paint my shorts because I'm not on contract. And unless you guys want to buy me some more shorts, no. No, that makes sense. I mean, I, you know, and to me, you're exactly right. You would have to go to a specialty store or get them dyed yourself to even have them in office. Hey, it was hard. I promise you, man. I promise you. Because, like I said, in, in the early 90s when we started doing this, it was kind of a thing. You could go to these urban stores and stuff like that, and you could find a pair of shorts that were red, blue, purple, whatever. But then as we got closer to what the time we're talking about is like 2000, that wasn't a thing anymore. Very hard to yeah. find a pair of shorts that, you know, were our style that we had in the early 90s that had a different color. It just wasn't a thing. So you you couldn't buy it. So, right, right. No, that makes sense. So anyway, that that's pretty much about that on that. Next one is interesting. So do not let your partner... Say yes to every booking. So basically, you know, be the one that's at least with some mind or some control over the the bookings because, you know, anyway, you were kind of probably the leader of the crew, I would assume. So have you ever had that deal to where Jamie got y'all into something that you wish you wouldn't have accepted? Uh, I mean, that's kind of a current affair right there, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and I think that in our younger days, we were just a package deal. We both knew what we right. were getting. We didn't even negotiate, really. You know, it's like, hey, this is what you get. or what. But as we've gotten older, there's been a number, a number. The, the latest one is not the first time. But there's been a number yeah. of incidents where I work my own deals. I, I don't know what they tell him. I know what they yeah. tell me. And right. I know there's been a couple of incidents where he, oh, no, you're giving Wolfie that. You got to give it to me, too. And uh, logistics is another thing. You know, it's like, okay, he's here. I'm there. This guy's asking us to come here. And, you know, it's different for both of us. And, man, I don't give a shit what they give him. I really don't. I know what I need. And if he's okay with it, then blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, back in the day, we were a package deal, and we both got the same money. So now it's different. It was just different now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, that's cool. So that was number six. Number five is, and this one's kind of similar to that one, never say no to a good payday. So basically, you're in a situation, hey, they're offering good money. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Never say no to a good payday. No, I mean, they're offering good money. Yeah, go. And uh, yeah, just, you know, I feel like we're talking here in correlation and, and we can do this to what happened. Hey, like I said, he, he put a number amount uh, on the internet. Yeah. Mine was different. Yeah. And I also right. know that my girlfriend got a plane ticket. I also know that every meal that me and my girlfriend ate was paid for while we were there. I also right. know that my hotel was paid for every night that we were there. Uh, I didn't have gas or I didn't have any expenses. Plus yeah. what I was told to get. Plus maybe more if, you know, everything went well. Well, everything right. didn't go that well because of the fact that 
out of the three people booked for this, you know, in these conventions and stuff like that, you have different vendors. For my vendor, I was the only one that showed up. There was no Jamie. There was no Bill. And we're not going to go into all that. But if it had a bit better, I was guaranteed a little bit more money. But I also know that I got paid what I was promised, even though they probably lost out on a little bit of money for hotels and stuff like that that wouldn't refund their money and different bookings on different shows and things like that. But... I got paid. So don't ever deny good booking. And for me, it was good booking. I came home with money. Plus, you guys got a tour of New York City that, to me, you would have paid how much in Ubers and, I mean, all this stuff, man. You guys got to go to Yeah, take some nice pictures and, you know, have some moments together. My girl had, had never been up there. You know, and uh, it, it was something I was able to do for her for basically free. Right. And that's what people, right. I'm going to say people like Jamie don't want to understand is, man, we get paid to go places and do things that other people have to pay to do, pay a lot of money right. to do. And I got paid to go up there and, and show my girl a good time. I got you know, I cannot say a bad thing about Eric Sims. He took care of me, man. He took care of me, and he right. took care of my girlfriend. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, to me, he, he's just got a yeah, different right. mindset than I. Yeah. And, you know, Eric seems to run a really class operation. Honestly, good on them and, unfortunately, for Jamie. So, now this one, I want you to go in the past on this one. So, you know, because this could totally work with what we've just been talking about. So, I want you to to throw the fishing rod back a little bit and see if you can catch an old memory on this one. So, never (laughs) let your partner throw away money. Now, obviously, he just did. But in the past, can you think of a situation where one of your partners just was throwing it away and you were like, you're an idiot? I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> I mean, just kind of what I was talking about. I mean, just and right. that's not the first time. I mean, there's been, you know, hell, Jim Cornette, uh, I just saw a thing on uh, YouTube where Jim was talking about Jamie not showing up and stuff like that. He's always been a hindrance to me uh, as far yeah. as throwing away money. You know, if that's yeah. what he wants to do, that's fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, don't don't let Warren throw away money and <laughs> Yeah. All right. Look next. <laughs> now these keep going deeper, man. I feel like we're just getting you hot over something. So here's one is don't get too hot at then. Now keep in mind, this is ninety five, ninety six Wolfie D and Jamie. Let's not think about twenty twenty two, twenty twenty one Jamie and so don't get too hot at them or let them get too hot at you. So, you know, you all seem to have times to where, you know, you would fist fight each other and stuff. So that one may not be always <laughs> we we've been in a number of fights and and stuff like that, but I mean, there's a lot of tag teams though that were successful that didn't really like you. You know what I mean? But for some reason, whatever me and him had, it worked and it did. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't let him get too hot. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So that one was number three. Now this one is crazy, and I just want you to. So, number two, if they lose their blade in a match, (laughs) don't let them use the cage instead. So, essentially, 
I think he's speaking about a specific occurrence. But if you think about it, it, do you ever remember a time where possibly Jamie lost the blade and he had to bum yours or vice versa? Anything like that? I think so. Because honestly, if you look at my head and look at his, (laughs) I was the other guy, man. I really was. Do not think that anything like that ever happened. But you know what, man? This brings... Looking back at all the times, because, I mean, I bladed a lot. I did. And I look back and I think, man, some of the people that I was in the ring with, blood, it's like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) The regulations should have been different. But, I mean, luckily I made it out without hep C or anything. But it's just like, what the fuck? But, no, I would have never. Uh, shared a blade with anybody. He can kiss my ass if he lost his fucking blade. I just had a bad hard way. Punch him in the face or something. So, let me ask you this. How did you secure your blade? Generally. How did I secure what? Your blade. How did you keep up with your blade before you used it? I usually, I usually kept it in my forearm wrist tape and yeah. bring it out then. Boom. And, and then either... I mean, I had a lot of different ways because obviously my my shorts had pockets, so I put it away oh. there. Or there was always other thing. The person was beating me up, and I'm on my knees. I would stick it in their tights when I was done with it. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Now, okay, tell me about this. Did you ever know any of the old school guys that would put it in their cheek? Gypsy Joe did. <laughs> the the that broke me in. Gypsy kept it in his uh, like a dip. He kept it in like a dip, yeah. and he'd pull it out, wow. boom, and put it in or whatever. And I don't know how that could be done. I really don't, man. I mean, you think about that. There's a, a sharp little tipped razor blade in your mouth, and yeah. you can keep it there and take all the falls and punches and boom, boom, boom without swallowing it or getting lashed right. in your mouth. or whatever. I never understood that. I always... Heard the, you know, I never worked Abdullah. I was uh, around Abdullah a few times in Puerto Rico, uh, but you know, they said he he kept like more than one on his fingers right. and would, you know, tap his head or whatever. But that seems crazy to me because it, it was hard enough for me to to conceal it in my uh, wrist tape and get it out, do it, and then get away with it without nobody knowing. And I, and I thought I was really good at that. We'll do a yeah. watch along one time because I even impressed myself. Not gonna <laughs> uh, also definitely do that. Yeah, me and Cahagas, uh match in uh, Nashville. And, man, I got that thing out quick. Boom, he hit me with a kendo stick. I did it. Boom, put it up. And you couldn't even tell. I, when I watch it today, I'm like, damn, that was good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, so it was like that for me. I kept it in my wrist tape. And when it was time, I, I knew kind of beforehand when I needed it. I'd try to, you know, kayfabe, get it out. And then, you know, when the time was right. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I've heard all kinds of things. Guys, like you said, putting it around their finger, in their tape, in their teeth. Sometimes, you know, the guys will have the ref have it for them, you know. Yeah. You know. I think I might have did that before, too. I think I might have had the ref have it for me. Yeah. Yeah, well, hey, anyway, that was a little insight I wanted to know, especially since I knew you weren't going to be scaring blades with anybody, so... (laughs) 
let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope ass sponsors and we'll be right back with more live and in color with wolfie d Support for Live and in Color with Wolfie D is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WOLFIE at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're gonna wanna call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. So this is the number one Ten Commandment of being a good tag team partner. Now, this one is funny, and it's kind of long, so just bear with me, and I'll say it as many times as you need to hear. So number one Ten Commandment is if your partner is too drunk to realize the size of the rat they are with, remind him of the scoot slam rule. If he can turn her, it's a yes. If he can't turn her and you got to take the bump and sell your back, it's a no-go. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll just say this. There has been a number, especially a number one number, there's been a number of times where uh, Jamie don't give a shit. And uh, especially Louisville, the rats were kind of abundant. And one story, uh, uh, he had sent a, a girl to my room, and I was not interested. <laughs> I was not interested. <laughs> and uh, so I sent them to Jamie's room <laughs> and uh, yeah. he, he he did his thing man and he'll always tell you that I mean I, know, I don't know what interview it is there's something where yeah he, he would tell that story where the two big girls came to my room and, you know and then not to knock that not to knock that right. I just was not in that night and uh, right. I said Jamie Jamie's right down here at 216, you know, whatever the number was. And uh, yeah. he went down there, and that, he, he made a joke about it, saying, yeah, Wolfie goes to the gym. I don't go to the gym. I just let these big girls' legs or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So you would say the scoop slam rule is good, then, right? If you can turn yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so I got to ask this question, and maybe you don't want to speak, but who who had the worst? I know Lawler's probably one of the top in quality ladies, but who had the worst taste in red? You think Lawler does, really? I just know the, the later ones, the the ones I've seen with him lately. I'm looking at it. Dude, <laughs> he's 
60. No, we don't have to edit this out. He's 60. He gets like these 20 year old girls are like, you know, they're pretty hot or whatever. But uh, the worst taste, man, that's, I don't know, man. I mean, geez. I mean, I think all of us back then for different reasons had different things. Like I said, there were rats and there were sponsors. Right. Sponsors right. might not be the most beautiful women in the world, but they take care of you as where the rats were the one you were, you know, banging or whatever. So as an individual person, I don't know who that answer would be. I really don't. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, the sponsors to me, is that a dying art, especially in the business these days? Oh yeah. Well, I All guess that you, Rats. Yeah. There's no more rats. There's no more sponsors. None of that. Yeah, because the right. boys fucked it up. Right. They made all the rats, <laughs> and then they brought them to the back, right? And then they brought them yeah. to the back. Yeah, that's a good rule: is never bring somebody you really like to the. Absolutely, to- that is the goal rule. Do not br- if you love your girl. Do not bring her around wrestling and introduce her to the boys and the business and stuff like that because she right. will end up either cheating on you or or something like that. And I don't know, honestly, because, like I said, you know I'm out of touch a little bit. I ain't been around it that much. I don't know if it's still like that, but I'd be willing to bet. Just don't yeah. do that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's always going to be that, I'm thinking. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, with that, that is our show for the day, folks. We've got one more thing to go, though. Don't leave us. DJ, hit the music. It's a current affair. It's a current affair. All right, we're back with Current Affairs. The first one, real quick, you know, rest in peace, Black Jack Lanza. Wolfie, did you ever know Black Jack? I did not. I had uh, zero interaction uh, before my time. So, yeah, I mean, I did not meet him. Uh, What a great wrestler he was. You know, I I mean, I wish I could have, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know if you came across him while you guys were up there and he was an agent or what. I just remember my dad talking about them as a tag team, the Black Jack. You know, those guys, you just yeah, legendary. Yeah, what I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was way before my time. Just, I mean, I can talk about it as a kid, but I can't talk about it as someone that I, that I had a working relationship with. Yeah, no worries. Rest in peace, Black Jack Lanza. Condolences to your family. So the second one, thank God you made it through this, but recently Triple H's heart care and that he is actually going to be moving to a less stressful role in the company. That has to be something that causes concern, especially because even though Vince is going to probably live forever, <laughs> I think he's probably seen as one of the people that's going to be very important for WWE in the future. Can't mess around with that heart stuff. No, it's a, it's a very scary thing, man. It really is. Um, and when it happened to me, it was just out of the blue. And to be straight up about it, I think that, uh, you know, Steroid use does have a lot to do with that because it thickens your blood. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I'm not speculating on him, right? Uh, but you know, both of us 
have uh, used those, uh, you know, uh, like I said, I I never seen the guy stick a needle in his ass, but I'm I'm pretty sure, and I know that, right. that I have. I, I've got it prescribed by a doctor in the past, but they tell me that, you know, it can stick in your blood and, and also the lifestyle. And I'm not going to, again, I'm not going into anything who does what and who don't do what. But, uh, right. man, wrestling is a life in the fast lane type of thing. Um, even the guys that don't party that much. Let me tell you something. Take your body, go outside your house. If you're listening to this and you've never been in the ring, just go outside your house and walk out in the yard, jump up in the air, and fall down back. Trust me, every organ inside your body gets rattled. Now, think about going and doing that in a ring, which is not a trampoline, which some people kind of want to think it is. It ain't. Go out there every night. And throw your body around like that and let your insides get rattled. I read a thing. A doctor did a thing on uh, wrestling. And every bump, and we're talking just your basic standing up flat back bump, is the equivalent of a five-mile-an-hour car wreck. Right? So you have a car. How many times a match? And like I said, that's not considering the big off-the-top bumps or whatever else, you know, the big bumps. So you put that into a career and figure how many times your heart, your lungs, your liver, your insides, everything is being rattled. Not to mention your joints. That's why most of us, when we get older, can't walk and shit like that. But think about that. Think about just falling down. I mean, you you hear uh, so many times of, oh, Uncle Johnny fell off the stairs and fuck, he had to go to the hospital and then, you know what I mean? And and I think about the older wrestlers too that like I I'm astounded when I hear that before he passed, my trainer Gypsy Joe, at like he was like seventy and still taking bumps, yeah. and I'm like, think about this, right? Pick up your seventy year old grandfather, okay? And yeah. throw them on the ground. What would happen? Right. The ambulance would come. This motherfucker's yeah. out there taking bumps. So you just got to think about, man, wrestlers' bodies go through shit. It sucks. And, right. and then there is the other factors that contribute a little more. But right. it is what it is. And, you know, steroids, if done properly, honestly, are not a bad thing. It's not. It's absolutely. There's, there's use and there's abuse. And with everything, it can be that way. You can overdo video games, but uh, unfortunately, your health on that, you know, it's a a slippery slope. But as you get older, everybody knows this, testosterone levels drop and stuff like that, and, and doctors will give it to you. But the fact is, it does thicken your blood a little bit. So right. that's where you got to be careful and you got to be under a doctor's care. So I don't know. Like I said, I know back in, in my day, I mean, obviously me and Jamie were small guys, but then I wanted to get a little bigger and I did use it, right. but I don't think I am used it. Right. But, you know, that's right. just me being real. and I'll, I'll say whatever. Yeah. But you look at Hunter, you look at, you know, how big he is. And, and I'm sure there was some uh, over abuse in the past that had an effect on. That's why a lot of the guys 
have died early because there was a lot of abuse going on there. And it's, it's not, it's, it's what the business wanted you to do. You had to be big and an athlete. So what do you do? Right. It reminds me of the story of, you know, the warlord, you know, Terry's jack massive mountain of a man. And from what I've heard, one of the, one of the nicest people in the world, he was in the back and somebody was giving him a shot. And when they pulled the needle out, he squirted some of it back out. And I heard that Kurt Hennig said, Hey buddy, I think you're full. (laughs) (laughs) I could say that's probably true. I would see that. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. So hope Triple H is all right. So we have two more. The next one, Jeff Hardy, obviously was just released. From what I understand, he walked out of a house show match and literally in the middle of the match just decided he was done and walked through the crowd and I guess up to the locker room. When he was confronted by WWE, he was offered rehab or release and he chose release. Now, from what I see, he's got bookings already uh, where he's doing meet and greets and all this stuff. So have you heard about this with Jeff? I mean, I've seen where he's been released. I, I know Jeff. Shannon Moore, my, one of my friends, is a great friend of his. And so, I mean, I kind of know the deal. Obviously, I know the right. deal of the uh, rehab stuff and everything. But here's the thing, man. If he don't want to go, it doesn't matter. I mean, if they're going to make him like that, it's not right. going to be any good. And, and I really believe that. He's probably been through it enough times where there's they're not going right. to tell him nothing new. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, right. I've been there, I've learned this, I know this, and I know this about myself. So there's, there's only one person that can change that, and that's him. Right. And, you know, I don't want to knock AA or NA or anything like that, but, you know, a guy gets to a point of saying, hey, I'm Jeff and I'm an alcoholic or I'm an addict or whatever, if you're not in that headspace. I don't think it works. I really don't. Yeah. Been through it myself. We all know that. Uh, but sure. walking in a group of people every night and saying, hey, I'm this person and this is what I am, I don't know. I don't know what works, but to me, yeah. that yeah. is counter productive to me and you know there are people saying that it's all a fake that he's going to come back as another character there's other people saying that he just wanted to get out of his contract to go to aew i'm not really biting my nails over the idea of seeing the hardy boys wrestle again but at the same time if jeff is happy what he's doing i mean at this point i would say he's got plenty of money you know he's probably doing okay he might just want to chill for a bit he's 47 yeah, you know, absolutely. If you body through hell, you wrestle. What the? Yeah, you wrestled a high flyer style in certain ways too. Can you imagine elevating it to what he did all the time? How you would feel? I mean, <laughs> no, man, he did, he did some crazy shit, man. And uh, yeah. I know how I stay at right. my age, and I can only imagine, you know, what he feels like. Yeah. You know, some people are like, I've heard this before. Uh, well, you're only, uh, you know, 48. I'm like, but fuck, man. I fucking did this. I did that. And people's bodies are different. And the angle at which you fall, there's so many variables about how long a guy can last. Is it that at 15 years old, when I wrestled in high school, I had bad tendonitis in my wrist. Most of my injuries have been tendon uh, related 
so is it just genetics that I have bad tendons? You know what I mean? And I've ripped three of them now. So, right. I mean, everybody's different. They are. And, you know, so it's just the same as, as, as height and weight and genetics, all that. Yeah. It's also how your body is made on the inside. You know, I have people that I know that when I was that age, I was like a crazy guy. And they are not a crazy guy because they don't want to hurt themselves where I would bungee jump and crazy stuff like that. And again, it's <laughs> mental, but it's also genetic too, you know? So all we can say from Live and in Color is hope Jeff's good, feel like he probably is. So this last one is the one I've been so excited to talk to you about. So the Young Rock show on NBC, did you watch the first season of that? Not seen it at all, no. I know what you're talking about, but I ain't saying The Young Rock Season 2 is currently casting for his time in USWA and his first year of WWE. So part of that, I know you guys were there. They did list some of the people that they would be casting. Lawler, Dundee, Tommy Rich, Bam Bam Bigelow, Undertaker, Triple H, Downtown Bruno, Brooklyn Brawler. Those people were all mentioned as people that they were trying to find actors to play. But if they were truly doing it correctly, they would need to cast PG-13 a la Wolfie D and Jamie Dundee. So with that that being said, who would you cast as Wolfie D and Jamie Dundee if you had your choice? I don't know if you're talking actors or something. I have no clue. I have no clue, but... I, I don't think that uh, we would get that recognition, man, just for the for the heat. You know, uh, the past few weeks we've gone through this. There's a lot of heat that Jamie's gotten us. And, and I take part of it because, like I said a hundred times when you're tag team, it's not the ice of Wolfie D. It is PG-13, right. fortunately. Right. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it, should we be included in that? Yeah. Uh, will we yeah. be? No. Some of the names right. you mentioned are not even alive anymore or coherent enough to fucking do, you know, you know what I mean? So, right. I don't know, man. That is crazy. And uh, I know he has no love. Jamie went on that shoot interview uh, and said, yeah, I called the rock the N word. We were kids, blah, blah, you know. So I know there's no love lost there. I know there's no love lost right. there. And, 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 right. Yeah. And I think things like that have excluded me from things because of him. But whatever, man. Right. You know, whatever. Right. For whatever right. reason, you know, uh, right. they, they right. collectively group you together. And when he's right. done the things that he's done, man, I, I get some of it. And, it, and it's costing, right. you know, and... Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this then. Wolfie D would be played by, let's say, Luke Hawks, and Jamie Dundee could be played by Hornswoggle. How's that? Like that one? <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think many me. Yeah. So Wolfie D played by Luke Hawks. He would have to grow a couple inches and grow some hair. <laughs> and then Jamie Dundee to be played by Hornswoggle. So what's funny is Captain's Corner, Nick, 
I had him on for a current affair to help promote the, the show with Henry Godwin. And he said Wolfie should play Wolfie and just just grow his hair back. And then Jamie would be played by John Leguizamo. Anyway, long story short, that is all for today, man. Thank you all so much for hanging around and listening to us. Happy New Year. We wish you all the very best in 2022. Live and in color with Wolfie D. We got big things going. Talk to him, Wolfie. Take us out, man. Let's go to Pro Wrestling Tees. If you go to the Live and in color at Wolfie D store on Pro Wrestling Tees, you can get uh, a few different T-shirts. Uh, if you want to help us out that way, uh, we're also looking for sponsors. Contact us yeah. uh, on Facebook at Live and in Color with Wolfie D. You can also contact me just straight at Wolfie D there or Warren Wolf on Facebook. That's what we got going on. We so much, so much thank you for listening because the listeners have been so good. Yeah. Send me questions. He will put it on Live and in Color with Wolfie D. So. I thank you guys so much. The figures are on the way. We've already got the packaging for the PG-13 pint-sized brawlers brought to you by Pro Wrestling Loot. The packaging is here, but the figures have still not made it yet. They're coming from China, and we all know why that is, but they'll be here. <laughs> really, really, really appreciate you guys. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this team does it all, and all they ask is, Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right. It's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! Hey everyone, this is Shane from Insane Shane's World. I release wrestling figures of enhancement talent, mid-card wrestlers, and wrestlers that you never thought would have a figure available. So if you're interested in adding a really cool and rare figure to your collection, then don't hesitate to contact me at shamtheman73 at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-M-the-man73 at gmail.com. You can also join my Facebook group. Just search Insane Shane's World.
you're a fan of rock music, I'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to check out my podcast. It's called the Decibel Geek Podcast. We've been doing it for about 10 years now. We talk about Kiss. We talk about Ozzy. We talk about Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and Metallica. We talk about all the legends from the 60s and on up to brand new bands that you should be hearing about today that you're not going to hear on the radio. It's Decibel Geek. Wherever you find your podcasts, you'll find us there. If you love rock and roll, I can almost guarantee you're going to love my show. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cap for you don't. He got a cap for you don't. I got a cap for you don't. He got a cap for you don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still loving it, color. Don't rush your mother, utilize a hubcap. I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Tired of suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip-hop Been doing it like this since 92 Played low for a while when you thought I was through Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected Mad skills, no faking, there is no one great Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for later Not here to play games, so you better beware You don't like me, so what? I really don't care Like time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped You suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped When I finish, I'll straight knock you out Please allow me to tell you what it's all about Gonna wind it up and I'm driving it home, it's Wolfie D, baby. Huh, I got a cap for your dome. You I got a cap for your dome. You got a cap for your dome. You got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.